On Friday, March 13th, 2020, the White House declared a national emergency and the country began to basically shut down. The coronavirus had spread to the United States and we were just learning how contagious and just how deadly it had become. I was a pastor at the time, and the leadership of the church I was serving at the time discerned it best to cancel our worship service that Sunday, the third Sunday in Lent. And Zach and I planned, organized, and recorded our very first online worship service of many right in our dining room in attempts to provide some comfort and peace amidst a lot of confusion, fear, and chaos. It was estimated we would probably be back together in just a couple weeks, definitely by Easter, but little did we know. <laughs> On May 11th of this year, a little more than three years later, President Joe Biden declared the termination of the public health emergency concerning COVID-19. Three years. It has been a wild, <laughs> chaotic, life-altering three years. So many things. I had already been thinking a lot about the past three years this week, how much learning, shifting, constant decision-making, and difficult conversations that had to take place. Reflecting on how far we've come since those early moments, when I caught wind of the fact that the third anniversary of the murder of George Floyd was this week, as well as the first anniversary of the Pottstown house explosion that took several lives and completely rocked our borough. Y'all, that is a lot. And that is not an exhaustive list by any means. It doesn't scratch the surface of all that has taken place in the last three years. As of four days ago, COVID-19 has claimed nearly 7 million lives worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. Our country has been forced to witness the ravages of racism and police brutality, as well as a seemingly endless string of mass shootings, taking the lives of countless people, including our children. And right here in our own Borough, we have been grieving, rebuilding, and searching for answers after experiencing catastrophic loss and destruction that resulted from the house explosion just a year ago. And we still don't know what actually caused it, only what didn't cause it. Now, for all of us, and for many more reasons than I have just described in the past three years, the world. Our world as we knew it was flipped upside down, leaving us to maneuver and reorient ourselves to the ever-changing daily reality again and again. Did anybody feel like they, they maybe couldn't change one more time during that time? We've been forced to see our interconnectedness and given the choice to either work for the common good or to secure our own interests. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it has been an incredibly exhausting journey. 
give us a moment to take a breath together. After doing that incredibly difficult and painful work, to know that God is with us. While it has been an incredibly exhausting journey, I'm also reminded this week that in many ways we were forced into this global consciousness where what you do affects me and what I do affects you. We as a global community have taken steps towards each other in so many ways, bearing witness to the places where the collective we are hurting. The COVID pandemic put national and global health into necessary focus, like laser focus. That if we didn't all stop gathering for each other, the virus was going to keep spreading. There was this communal fear and grief that caused us to behave differently. To wear masks, to avoid gathering, to cleaning and disinfecting constantly, to getting new vaccines even when it made us anxious. When news of George Floyd's death became public, it shook our nation again. While we were all cooped up inside, we couldn't not hear about it. And we could not deny the brutality and violence of another black man dying at the hands of those charged to protect them. And we took to the streets with the names of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, and countless others on our lips and in our hearts, crying out together and calling for change. Some folks called it rioting others protesting, but this event was significant enough that it sparked an entire movement, one so far-reaching that all over the country, folks took to the streets, including here in Pottstown, in peaceful protest of the other pandemic that our country was facing and continues to face, racial violence and systemic racial injustice that continues to touch every corner of our civic life and literally claims the lives of our black and brown neighbors. Folks could not keep silent. And we continue to say that it's not okay, we are sick and we need to face this. This week, last year, a house right by the high school here in Pottstown exploded. News traveled very quickly, whether it was just, I heard a loud bang, what, what happened? Um, it spread quickly, and folks found out that there were two houses that were completely destroyed. Five precious lives were lost. Two were significantly injured, and surrounding homes were damaged, some beyond repair. Our community was devastated. It was the unimaginable right here in our own backyard. Not to mention, it came on the heels of a school shooting in Texas. And the outpouring of care, 
Concern and collective grief washed over Pottstown. Hundreds gathering to pray and cry and hold one another. Money was given, care was offered to the school children who were peers of those who died, and people were constantly asking, what can I do? Both for those at the very center of pain and for those who felt its rippling effects. These moments stopped us and drew our attention to each other. Where once many of us were able to operate within our own little bubbles, humanity was groaning for attention, especially folks who were most vulnerable. We didn't have the choice of ignorance. It was all in our face, and we either had to react, to shut down, or actively turn away. And my guess is that we all did a little bit of all of those. You might be wondering what this has to do with Pentecost. Because today is Pentecost, the day the Christian church celebrates every year as the birthday of the church. When the Holy Spirit moved in a big way in Jerusalem following the events of Jesus' birth, of death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. But to understand the weight of this moment, we must first recognize that this was not a new holiday. This was already a deeply religious Jewish holiday for centuries, one so important that Jewish Jewish folks from far and near would travel to Jerusalem, to the holy city, just to celebrate. Pentecost, the Greek word for 50 days, or 50 days after Passover, was the Jewish festival Shavuot, Shavuot, I'm sorry, butchering that, or the Festival of Weeks, a harvest festival commemorating the receiving of the Torah, or the first five books of the Bible from God given to their ancestor in faith, Moses, on Mount Sinai generations and generations before. And that moment on the mountain marked the beginnings of their story as a people, delivered from slavery and brought into covenant with God. So the Jews who were gathered there were, were gathered for something that was already special, that was already important to them as a people. They gathered in this holy place with their people who shared common ancestry and a common faith story. But because they were gathered from the nations, the the scattered nations, some of them didn't even speak the same language. And the Holy Spirit, this mysterious spirit, blows the apostles into the streets to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. But somehow in this crazy and chaotic moment, the language barriers that were present disappeared altogether. And all people heard the same sermon in their mother tongue. Folks who were once separated by culture, language, and way of life were now experiencing this unity they had not yet experienced in their lifetime. On this particular Pentecost, the Holy Spirit met the people and gathered them to each other, just as the Holy Spirit had met the Hebrew people 
centuries before and gather them to each other. And just how the Holy Spirit would eventually meet faithful people over and over again ever since. The Holy Spirit, God with us, in us, has always been intimately involved in our human story. Through times of prosperity and celebration, as well as times of struggle, violence, and even pandemics. When the Spirit moves, people are gathered to each other. People are cared for. Folks in need are provided for and people who have much to share with those who have little. And the collective whole has much more opportunity to thrive. So this story isn't the end-all Pentecost story, but rather a Pentecost story. A very special Pentecost story that began with the ingathering of people led by God into shared community. People of the promise from the ends of the earth during a time of severe persecution when they really needed their stories of faith and connection to one another to endure and to survive. And that particular Pentecost story reminds us that Pentecost moments continue to happen over and over again, and they continue to remind us of what is possible. When faithful people listen and follow the Spirit of God, they embody lives that reflect Jesus, and that is good news for everyone. I wonder... And this is an actual question, so I'm, I'm going to ask you to share if you feel comfortable. But I wonder what you can sense in this Pentecost moment. A time when we collectively, desperately need the Spirit of God to meet us and guide us in these fragile moments and into what is next. After three years of upheaval in a time where the rights of our LGBTQIA siblings are threatened on the daily, in May of 2023, shootings, more than 200 mass shootings, when we are so tempted to protect ourselves at the expense of others, especially our poorest neighbors with no permanent place to call home, I wonder where you feel the fierce wind of the Spirit moving right now. Where do you see folks lit up with the fiery Spirit, gathering people together rather than drawing more lines of separation? What fresh words straight from God need to be reinterpreted in this time and this place? give you a moment to, to think about those questions. And when you feel so moved, invite you to call it out. Poor People's Campaign. The they Poor People's Yeah, they recently had um, a, a televised um, call to descend on Florida. <laughs> the Poor People's Camp Campaign put out a call to descend on Florida. There's a couple things happening there, yeah. 
we, we need to provide more uh, counseling in, in the schools. Uh, I would hope that every uh, child is t tested, uh, psychological testing, and if there's a sense of any need, uh, provide counseling. Mm -hmm. And I wish this would happen throughout Pottstown and the rest of the sure. world, actually. The need is so great. Um, and there are a lot of people doing some really good work on that front. But yeah, for more, more care for our children. Very moving when Zach was reading our open and affirming statement. Mm -hmm. I was just moved by it. Yeah. The spirit of that. I just. Yeah. I had a really good conversation with a middle schooler the other day. Um, while. For, but there's also something beyond that that we need. And so I'm just, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. That more. Yeah. And I, as I've been reflecting on those on all of the things that have, even just those three things that I mentioned at the beginning, um, it was too much. It's been too much. Um, too much, more than what we can, more than what we can meet. Um, I remember feeling, a lot of people feeling like we were failing because it wasn't enough, because it was so much, it was so much. But you're right, the, the Holy Spirit was moving in and among, empowering, giving people access to gifts to be able to come together and to help one another, to endure, to survive, to, to deal with what was in front of them. An accompanying spirit that reminded them that they weren't alone and that they didn't have to conjure all this up, that God would be alive and at work. May we continue to be attentive, quite contain, that we can't quite explain, but that as seeing each other, to showing up for one another. <laughs>